Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Good morning, everyone. We're so grateful that you've decided to join us for another Anchor at Home. Today, I want to take a few minutes just to share with you about the purpose and value of our trials. To do so, I want us to begin by looking at what Jesus said in John 16, verse 33. He said this. He said, In everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. Now, why do we need that peace? Notice what it says. It says, For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrow. We could even insert the word adversity there. Then he goes on to say this, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. I want to repeat that middle part one more time. Jesus said this. He said, for in this unbelieving world, you will, you will, you will experience trouble and sorrow. Now, if you're anything like me, you absolutely do not like reading verses like this. Truth be known, sometimes I wish Christians that, uh, you know, think and act as if this life of faith somehow entitles all of us believers to this smooth, problem-free life, as if everything was meant to be sunshine and cotton candy. Sometimes I wish they were correct, but the truth is, is they are not. And the reason is because Jesus clearly tells us right here that we are not excused from adversity for no other reason than this. Guys, we live in a fallen world and the devil is real. So on that note, the question of the day isn't, will we face times of adversity in this life or not? Because that's a given. Jesus guaranteed it. Rather, the question is, is how will we respond when we face adversity? If we can, let's, let's bring that question right there that we're asking into the current situation that we're all in. And let's not just bring it into this situation. Let's bring it into our own home, into our own hearts, and let's make it personal by asking ourselves, how have I, how have we responded to the adversity we have faced over the past couple of months? Come on, let's give an honest answer here. Have we responded to everything with an incredible amount of faith, hope, and love? Have we been resilient, steadfast, and courageous? Or have we responded out of fear, worry, and anxiety? I know we've talked about this a lot, but, but it's still in the air. So ha- have we been frustrated or have we been angry? Have we felt defeated? Have we felt depressed or consumed with thoughts about giving up? I'm going to step on a limb here and say that there's more of us as believers in that second group than we would like to admit. In fact, I dare to say that there are even those out there that are listening right now that have taken a survey of the past few months and how they've responded to things. And at some point or another, they've actually said inside themselves, you know, I really thought I was stronger than this. If we admit it or not, the old adage is true. You never know how deep a tree is planted until a storm comes. And unfortunately, many of us have come to the brutal realization that at this moment, our roots weren't as quite as deep as we once thought they were. As I've thought and prayed about all the things that I'm seeing and I'm hearing in the church today, uh, for some reason, as I pray, the, the one verse that keeps coming back to my heart again and again and again is Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. I want us to listen what King Solomon wrote here. He said this. He said, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. 
I want to read that again and insert some of what the meanings of those words mean. It says this, if you faint or if you become feeble, if you become weak or if you become disheartened, if you sink down, if you withdraw, if you relax in the day of adversity, your strength or your capacity is small. Now, here's the wild part, and please don't miss this. I honestly don't believe God's bringing this verse up because he's angry, nor do I believe he's bringing this verse up because he's somehow, you know, disappointed with someone or he's trying to shame someone or he's trying to make someone feel bad. Truth be known, I think there's plenty of us out there that are that are doing a good enough job at making ourselves feel bad uh, without anybody else's help. So let me say this because of that. Let me say this before I go into what I believe God's really saying here. The reason I will say this because I don't want uh, a lot of us to continue to beat ourselves up. I don't want us to go in hiding. I don't want us to feel like we're, we have to disqualify ourselves from ever being used by God again. So please listen to what I'm about to say. When you and I read the Bible, literally from Genesis to Revelation, we find that the Bible is full of men and women of people like Abraham, Elijah, and Peter who faltered in their day of adversity. But the key part here is this, is God never gave up on them. So I want us to rest assured today that just like those guys, if God didn't give up on them, guess what? He's not going to give up on us either. So with that said, Here's coming back to the point that I want to make. I still believe God wants to make it really clear to us today is that even though some of us like Abraham, once again, like Elijah and Peter have fainted in our day of adversity, it doesn't mean we have to stay down. Let me explain what I mean by that. If we realize it or not, just like those guys, the purpose of our trials is to do exactly what we've been talking about. And that is this, that the purpose of our trials is to reveal. You see, God in His sovereignty intentionally uses the trials or the adversity that comes into our lives, either by the hands of the enemy, by our own mistake, or just simply by junk in this world to reveal what we are made of. Please don't miss what I'm about to say. It's not that God allows stuff to be revealed, you know, so he can somehow see what's in us. He already knows everything that's in us, gang. Rather, what he does is he allows things to be revealed so we can see what we are made of. So I realized the past few months definitely has multiple layers attached to it. And we've talked about a lot of things in the past 14 weeks. I honestly believe that right in the middle of everything that's been going on, that there's no doubt that the past few months have also become a measuring stick, if you will, to reveal the level of our spiritual maturity and the level of our spiritual faith or lack thereof. It has truly revealed our strengths and weaknesses, if we're being honest. And most of all, it has revealed what what we really believe to be true about God's nature and what we really believe about God's goodness towards us. It's kind of funny to think that all this external chaos that's swirling around us has been used to reveal what's internally inside of us. Now, gang, I think we can all agree that it's easy to sit back and say that God is our Jehovah Jireh, that He's our provider, that He's our Jehovah Shalom, our peace, our Jehovah Raph, our healer, or He's the great I Am, just going down the list, right? But, but it's an entirely different story when the heat gets turned up. It's an entirely different story when a bunch of stuff starts hitting the fan. Because you see, it's at that point that the nice church talk goes out the window pretty quick and we begin to see how much of God's truth is really attached to us. It's there when adversity comes and knocks on our door uninvited that we begin to realize how big or how small our faith and our strength or our capacity really is. But here's the good news in all this. In fact, it's one of the purposes of our trials. 
is that God in His mercy allows our spiritual strengths and weaknesses to be revealed because in His infinite wisdom, once again, He knows without adversity in our lives, we won't see our need to grow. For example, how would we ever see our need to grow in our faith if we weren't put in a position to where a greater measure of our faith was needed? Bottom line is, we wouldn't. Therefore, we can view our trials and adversity as a negative thing or as a positive thing in our life. And all I'm saying today as a pastor, I'm encouraging you, I'm encouraging myself, is that we would do just that, that we would see these things that we are going through as a positive because once again, God knows where He wants to take us in the future. And guess what, guys? He knows what we're going to need when we get there. So I believe it would be beneficial for us to trust Him in this refining process because when God brings something up, don't miss this, when God brings something up, there's always a grace attached to it to help us overcome. So I want to ask you today, what has this season revealed about you? And if you could stop and not beat yourself up at that point, but literally see that this is a moment of breakthrough. It's a moment of growth that God is wanting to bring in your life if you'll grab a hold of Him. All right, with those thoughts in mind, let me give you another purpose of our trials. To do so, let me share something with you that I recently read. Listen to what the author wrote. This is really simple, but really good. He said this, In 2000, I packed my bags and shipped out for basic training as an infantry soldier at Fort Benning, Georgia. I quickly discovered that basic training is designed to be miserable and stressful. He said, from day one, you get screamed at, cussed at all the time. You train until you reach exhaustion every day. Contact with family and friends is limited or reduced to one five-minute phone call for a weekend. Then he said, you march through pounding rain, cold, and sweltering heat until blisters uh, come on your feet or they form on your feet. I don't know about you, but that sounds uh, like some adversity. That doesn't sound fun. Now, what I want us to notice here is how the author began to discover the purpose and the value in the adversity he was experiencing, the adversity he was facing, because he went on to say this. He said, there is a reason that basic training is designed to be miserable. This is a little strong, but grab a hold of the heart of it. He said this, here's the reason, because pansies do not win wars. Can you imagine a military that dropped their weapons and ran the other direction at the first sign of conflict? Therefore, to develop combat soldiers who win battles, our military, the U.S. military, must first impart perseverance and character into every new recruit. I don't know about you, but I believe much of the same can be said for every single believer who is a part of the army of God. Likewise, in the midst of a spiritual battle, I believe that God doesn't want His soldiers to uh, drop their weapons, to drop their authority, to drop their identity, to drop their faith, to drop their courage and run in the other direction at the first sign of conflict or the first sign of adversity. Please hear me, gang. It is true today that Jesus offers us uh, perfect peace. He offers us unfailing love. He offers us exceeding joy. All of that is true. However, we are in a spiritual battle even at this moment. Therefore, the Christian life isn't meant to be easy for the same reasons basic training isn't designed to be easy either. God wants to raise up a powerful army who knows how to fight the good fight of faith so that we can overcome the attacks and the schemes of the enemy. That's an army that I'm a part of, and it's an army that you are a part of as well. So I just think this, especially with the day that we're living in, especially in knowing that the days ahead are going to grow darker and darker, 
I believe that God desires for us to be an army that won't back up, that won't give up, and that won't fail in His mission. And what's His mission? It's to simply bring uh, everything of heaven, right? All of who He is in heaven into this earth. Okay, so let's bring this back into the context of what we've been talking about. I believe, as you can see from that example, that God allows difficulties in our lives so that we will learn to persevere and so that we will learn how to push through no matter what the circumstance might be. Another way of putting that is simply this, that the purpose of our trials is to train us to fight. That the purpose of our trials is to train us for the fight. Therein lies not only the purpose, but also the hidden value of our trials. I'm going to say that again. Therein, all of that that we've talked about, not only lies the purpose, but also the hidden value of our trials. You see, when we begin to see our trouble and our adversity from God's perspective, we not only begin to understand the purpose of why we're walking through them, but we also begin to place a high value on them as well. All right, what I want to do next is I simply want to turn our attention to the value of our trials. And to do this, I want us to actually uh, read something that the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. He said this, he said, Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserving privilege where we now stand. He's talking about salvation. And then he says, And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. And verse 3 says, We can rejoice too. Why can we rejoice? Because of our faith when we run into problems and trials. That we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment or in other words, it will not lead to shame for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You see, according to what the Apostle Paul is saying here, we should value our trials. We should value our adversity because God will use them as a way to develop enduring faith, to develop character, to develop hope and develop love in our hearts. So what I want to do real quick before we end is I just want to take a quick glance, a quick highlight of each one of those areas. So the first one is this, is if you and I want to grow in enduring faith, keyword in enduring faith, then I think we first need to understand that faith is like a muscle. I've heard this said for years, but the older I get, the more I believe it's true. That, that is this, that faith will not grow stronger if it is not used. Bottom line, faith can only grow stronger by coming against some resistance. And I know we don't like that word, but the, it's true that faith will not grow unless it comes against some resistance. Therefore, if we want our faith today to become stronger so we don't faint in the day of adversity, then we must embrace that we must value the things and the people in our lives that provide that necessary and consistent adversity. Those people and those things that provide uh, necessary and consistent uh, you know, resistance. The second thing is this, is if we want to grow in character, and I believe we do, then we need to embrace or we need to value the circumstances of life as opportunities to do simply this, to become more like Jesus. But 
The bottom line is, and I think we all know this, this isn't easy because no one changes without first being completely convinced that they need to be changed. So as you can expect, adversity has a way of motivating and helping us through this thought process. If I could say it another way, it would be this, that adversity has a way of getting us out of our comfort zone so we see the need to change. The next thing is this, if we want to grow in hope, then we need to begin to see that when the enemy sends trials our way, rather than us becoming discouraged and having thoughts about giving up, we need to press in to the unshakable hope that we have been given in Jesus Christ. By doing so, I believe these trials in our lives will actually begin to accomplish the exact opposite of which the enemy meant to send it, right? Like his plans don't work. Instead of giving up, here's what happens when we press into Jesus, that we we can use our trials and our adversities as an opportunity to envision what the next level of breakthrough will look like in our lives. It is true, guys, that hope, biblical hope, gives us clear vision of what's in front of us. So today, I think if anything that we need maybe right now as believers, it is that. It is hope. We need hope to grow in our hearts. And lastly, if we want to grow in love, then we will have to come to grips with the fact that many of our greatest tests and many of our greatest trials will come from other people, even other believers. It's true, guys, that people will often misunderstand us. They'll misinterpret, they'll misquote what we say. They'll even get offended with us. In fact, the Bible says in, in Matthew chapter 24, it says in the last days that many will be offended. So what's happening all around us shouldn't surprise us. But here's what I want us to see. If we realize it or not, most of these trials aren't some personality issue that we're having with somebody else. Sure, that's the case on sometimes, but, but rather what I want you to see is this, is a lot of what's going on. It's actually designed by the kingdom of darkness to create division, hatred, and jealousy, and even broken relationships in our lives. So here's the challenge I have for you here. Instead of us remaining frustrated and aggravated with all these people, what if we actually begin to turn and, and begin actually using this uh, adversity, this opportunity, whatever, as, a, as a, just a chance to begin to actually love people and for, to forgive people the way that God loves and forgives us. I think we have a great opportunity at this moment to grow in love if we begin to see people through God's eyes. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look around our nation, I definitely see a lot of room for growth in the areas of faith, of character, of hope and love. And guys, that's not just in the unbelieving world. That's in the church as well. We could use uh, we could use growth in all these areas. So in closing, let me just say this. If we, talking about the church, are going to become the standard that God has called us to be and that God desires for us to be, then we're going to have to get up Right? And we're going to have to dust ourselves off and we're going to have to begin to see the purpose of our trials wasn't meant to break us. It wasn't meant to embarrass us. It wasn't meant to even disqualify us. Rather, it's God desiring to use them to strengthen our faith, to strengthen our character, to strengthen our hope, to strengthen our love in Him. Therefore, we should value this season. Why? Because He values this season. Guys, if we could understand that He is willing to do incredible things in us and through us, if we are willing to come in agreement with Him. So I just challenge you today, out of everything you've said, let that be your goal today, that you would say, God, yes, there's a yes in my heart. I'm willing to come in agreement with you. I'm not gonna go hide in a cave. I'm not gonna quit, but I'm gonna recognize what you're desiring to do in my life. And I'm gonna come in agreement with you so I can overcome the situation we are in at this moment. Guys, let's pray and we'll be done. 
Father, I thank you today for every person that's listening. Lord, I ask today, God, that we would take this opportunity and we see it that it is just that. It's an opportunity so we can see who we really are, not in a bad way, but so we can see the areas that we need to grow in. And God, we just simply say from our hearts to your heart today, God, yes, help us grow in these areas. God, we want to grow in areas of faith. God, we want to grow in areas of character, of hope and of love in any other area that you point out. God, we want to come in agreement with you because we want to be a good soldier that's in the fight and God, that's being successful in bringing your kingdom to this earth. And God, we want to also live as overcomers because you told us that those who have been saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb, that they are overcomers. And Lord, we want to be that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for another Anchor at Home. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.